Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Hello, folks. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And this is the show where we keep you up to date in everything that's happening in the world of social media and so much more. And, you know, have you ever found yourself wondering about the keys to growing an email list that, like, generally engages and converts? Maybe you're curious about the steps to transform email marketing into a revenue stream or maybe you're on a mission to redefine your email strategies to build a loyal community. If those questions resonate with you, you're going to love today's show. We are thrilled to host a guest who has navigated this terrain with notable success. She is an email marketing whiz who turned her early efforts into a multiple six-figure income. Liz is going to share her journey, her insights, and her top strategies for successful email list growth. So sit back, clear your schedule, clear your mind, and get ready for this week's episode of Social Media News Live. Liz, so excited. I am so excited you're here. Oh my gosh, that's the best intro ever. Well, you know, um, I try. I need to, I need to take Jeff everywhere I go. I was like, dang, I feel, like who's coming on the show? This sounds amazing. <laughs> Notable success. That's nice. right. She is great. So, and we got some of our friends stopping by today. Our friend Gary Stockton, Stockton saying, good morning, cool people. Gary, you are one of the coolest people I know. So thank you for always watching and showing up. And Footsteps in Barcelona is so thankful for you to be here again with us make sure you go check um this guy out he is amazing and so i'm you've changed your name and i've always it's always like you're rebranding but i think it's really smart because we were talking and he had some youtube issues so i'm glad that you have stopped by so i'm excited uh i have to press all the buttons today because connor is gone but we're going to be talking about this email list stuff but i want to tell you guys who liz is if you don't know liz so she is the fresh princess of email marketing. She is an email strategist and keynote speaker showing small businesses how to build online relationships, package their magic, and turn it into emails that people want to read and most importantly, purchase from. In the span of five years, Liz grew and sold a successful blog. She got bought out of her second company and built the third into multiple six-figure party that just won't quit. In other words, she now teaches online entrepreneurs to simplify the whole email marketing thing and finally master their sales in the way that leverages their personality, vision, and values. She's got this, so your users, your bio said 2,000 plus users, but it's bigger than that now, right? Yeah, that bio needs to be updated. I think we are almost to 4,000 users inside the membership. So thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. So, and she's got this really cool 20 minute newsletter technique and an email staircase framework that she's taught to tens of thousands of creatives, freelancers, e-commerce shop owners, and small businesses across the globe, all with this really cool, unique teaching style. And you're not going to forget Liz anytime soon. So she lives in Florida, one of my favorite places. And Liz, once again, so glad you're here. Yeah. I'm so glad to be here. This is awesome. Is it raining in Florida? Is it crazy in Florida right now? No, but it looks okay. beautiful. A little, a little gray skies, but I'm definitely going swimming later. So oh. hashtag humble brag. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's a it's a cool place. I love me some Florida. So we're talking about email list growth tactics today, but I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors who I mentioned before. Ecamm, they are the ones who make the show possible. Just Liz and I are both right off of their Ecamm Creators Camp, and I'm telling you, when they open this thing up again you need to get uh, signed up for it. It was an amazing experience. You can find out more about Ecamm at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. They just rolled out a new uh, update. It's got some really cool stuff with overlays and transitions. So you want to make check them, You want to make sure to check them out, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. All right, Liz, your favorite topic we're going to jump into today because 
Um, you know all things. She's the girl I kind of go to for you know, everything that has to do with email. So what motivated you to start building your email list and kind of dive into it? Money. I <laughs> love money. <laughs> um, I need money. I love money. I tend to be a little shameless about it. And I think that you should be too. So when I was listening to, you know, amazing podcasts and shows like Jeff's, I kept hearing from people, oh, the number one mistake I made in my business was not taking my email list seriously, not starting my email list on day one, because my email list generates the most revenue. And when I started my travel blog, I knew that I wanted it to be you know, a revenue machine. It was going to be the vehicle to get me into full-time travel life. I actually started my travel blog before I started traveling, <laughs> but I knew, like, I just believed what people said that, you know, for every dollar you spent with email, when you do it correctly, you could get up to 40 bucks in return. So I wow. actually started my email list right away, like day one. I launched my blog, um, on Facebook, I just said, hey, I've got this blog now. Uh, you should sign up for updates because everybody said, just get people on your list. Uh, you know, just worry about getting people on your list right now. You can figure out the rest later. So that's what I did. Um, and now I've, I've owned four email lists. I've helped, I know it sounds crazy, but I really have helped tens of thousands of people start their email list. And I just love you know, seeing those little email addresses come up in my ConvertKit account. <laughs> so that's really cool. So, um, yeah, ConvertKit is what I use too, but I, I wanted to, to kind of talk about like people who are just getting started or maybe they have neglected, they've kind of started building a brand like you would blog, but they didn't start uh, building an email list. How did you first get like your, let's just break it down to something simple for somebody. How did you get your first like hundred subscribers? Was it just like, Hey, I got a list, join it. Or was it, did you have an offer? How did you get those first hundred? Yeah. So I actually, I started off collecting email addresses with a free plugin for my WordPress site because mm -hmm. I couldn't justify at the time ConvertKit was $29 a month. They didn't have like a free feature yet. Right, right. And I said, when I get to a hundred subscribers, then I'm going to pay that $29 a month. And so I started with just a free plugin. And to Jeff's point, I didn't really have anything to offer other than Liz Wilcox. I said, Hey, follow me on my journey as right. I start this blog. And so I got my first probably 20 subscribers just from my Facebook profile, you know, not a Facebook page, like my actual personal profile, you know, the one you talk to grandma on. Right. Right. And so that's how I got my first, let's say about 20. And then I started to get really excited. I was like, oh my gosh, all these YouTube videos I'm watching, like this is real. People are actually signing up. People are actually, you know, opening these emails I'm sending. And so I told myself if I can get to a hundred, that's when I'm going to get convert kit. And so I made an offer, like Jeff said, sometimes most people have like, they call it an opt-in or a freebie. Uh, you can think of it as, you know, sort of ethical bribe, right? right That's what right. they used to call it. Right. Uh, you know, I give you X and you give me your email address. So then I can continue communicating and marketing to you. Um, and so I came up with this, like how to declutter your house. I was already like, I tended to have a minimalist personality. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest problems I was seeing as I was getting into this RV travel was that people had too much stuff to put in their RVs. So I created, I think it was like a five day email series, you know, over five days, I'm going to help you declutter five areas of your home. Hey, that was a pretty good idea. And I just went, <laughs> I just went into Facebook groups and I, I would search for the word declutter or like too much stuff, uh, you know, anything kind of adjacent, those mm -hmm. keywords. Right. And I would start conversations with people and I would say, oh, here are my tips. And if they responded back and said, oh, thank you, you know, I would say, hey, I actually have a five day series you know, check it out here. So I didn't just go in and say, Hey guys, yeah. this is my freebie. Like, you know, come, yeah, you did, you know, you did. come to the gate. I did my due diligence. Right. I, you know, I only engaged with the people that started engaging with me. And so it was a lot of work, 
Like I'm not saying that those first hundred are not going to be work. It was a lot of work. I was staying up late. You know, I had a toddler, so I was staying up late, you know, in the Facebook chats and, um, you know, asking people to join. I was joining other Facebook groups that, you know, had other bloggers asking them to share my thing and I would share theirs. And that's how I hit my first hundred. I think it took me about two, maybe three months. Mm. of active, I want to say like actively pursuing these hundred people. And I think that's, what's important is that you, you went in and you didn't just spam people. Like you went in, you started conversations, they came back and you, and then you said, Oh, by the way, I have this further resource that you can get. You just didn't go in there and start shouting at people that, Hey, I got this, which I think is important for people to understand. Yeah. Amen. Y'all, we can't, especially now, this was seven, eight years ago. We can't go into Facebook groups, uh, you know, expecting just to, you know, hey, check this out, check this out. Uh, Even for Facebook to show that we are sending an outbound link, right? Facebook wants us to stay on the page, right? They want us to stay on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so they're not really gonna show a bunch of links if you just start spamming, right? And now they have spam filters. I even have a Facebook group where I'll ask people for links and Facebook will say, hey, is this spam or do you actually wanna approve this in your group? So nowadays there are a lot more filters that Facebook is using, but it's still a good strategy, especially using your personal profile to say, hey, this is what I'm doing now. Are you interested? And anyone that likes or comments, you know, you can DM them and say, hey, you know, and this is like with authenticity and integrity, guys, you know, hey, thanks so much. If you're interested, you know, here's the link to sign up for more updates or, you know, I'd appreciate it if you passed it along. No pressure, not trying to be sleazy. Right. You know, I'm just really excited about this and I want, you know, thank you for, you know, letting me share. Very cool. So one of the things I wanted to, since you mentioned Facebook and you have your Facebook group, do you require people to join the group to give you your email? That's kind of one of those ethical bribes. I don't require it, but I do ask. Actually, there's a Facebook group I used to own. I sold it with my last business. It now has over 100,000 people in it. And that was my biggest list builder when I had that travel blog because it was very niched. It was called RV Renovations. Mm -hmm. So now anytime that someone types that into Facebook search, it's the first thing that pops up. And, you know, I started it just because I had that subset in my uh, in my email list and it just started growing. And I thought, hey, to Jeff's point, I should add like a, hey, do you want my 101 RV renovation tips? I didn't have 101 RV renovation tips, but I knew I needed to collect right. these leads, right? And so I created that and I got those leads. And I, at the time, I don't know what the conversion is now because I don't own the group. Um, but at the time it was like 40 to 50% of people. So almost every other person would give me their email and I grew the email list from like 2000 to 10,000, uh, you know, within a couple years just from that Facebook group. I know it's insane. It's so crazy to me that the group now has over a hundred thousand people and I hope whoever owns it now, uh, is (laughs) collecting those leads because wow. Yeah. So on, on that note, uh, I want to talk about, because you said something earlier, and one of the things I think that maybe I wasn't clear about at the beginning, most of your list building strategies and what you teach is organic. It's not an ad-based kind of strategy. This is very organic how you got those, just like you were talking about with your RV uh, website. One of the things that you said, um, like $1 equals like $40, like $1 spent collecting email equals like $40 later. Um, and I did not know that. Is there any other like misconceptions about building lists that a lot of new people don't realize? Because when I hear that, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I need to get off this call and start really building my email list, you know, because it's email list sounds boring and everybody wants like, oh, email. We know we're supposed to build our email. But, but it really is, you don't really have a business until you have an email list, really. I mean, I agree with Jeff. Amen. Like, let's put that, let's put that up on the slides. (laughs) Uh, Where's Connor when you, when you need him. But, um, so I don't know if it's a misconception, but something I think people 
they know, but they don't feel it, so to speak, is you own your email list, right? So mm -hmm. raise your hand if you were alive in 2022 and you watched a billionaire buy a social media platform <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, it started to implode. Right. If you had built your entire audience on that social media platform, you might be screwed. You might be wondering where your eyeballs went, right? What my viewership is down or, you know, nobody's commenting on this. It doesn't have as many, uh, you know, I guess they don't, probably don't call it a retweet anymore if it's <laughs> not called. An, an excerpt. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, not to call anybody out. But, but everybody said you know, it. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we all lived through that. And who's to say, <laughs> who's to say that that, can't happen with another social media platform, right. right? Like I was just saying with my list building strategy at the beginning, you know, Facebook, the way I was list building seven years ago, I have to be a lot more intentional, you know, fast forward to mm -hmm. 2023 because Facebook is just different. They have more spam filters. They navigate things differently. Their, you know, uh, privacy policy is different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, the only thing we can know for certain are those email addresses to have them. If we use MailChimp today and we decide to use ActiveCampaign next week, we can take those email addresses with us. There is no other platform uh, that can do that. And so that's why I'm so passionate about email marketing and about getting the word about out about email mm -hmm. marketing because I don't want anyone to spend years building a platform, loving on, you know, uh, their people in one place. And then that place disappears or changes their policies. I want you to be able to, you know, own your email list and you be able to dictate, dictate what you say, when you say it, how you say it, uh, and who sees it. I think that's so important. And speaking about loving on people, we've got, uh, Jim Fuse saying, good morning, Liz and Jeff. Great to meet Liz at Creator Camp. Yes, she was there. Jim was there. It was great to hang out with him as well. Uh, and one of the things, and I, there was so much great training there, but, um, you know, a lot of people were talking about, you know, we create content, we're doing all this stuff where we're doing a show, we're doing a YouTube channel, we're writing a blog. So you talked about lead magnets and how that kind of grew your list. You had that one thing, you went into those Facebook groups and, and talked uh, about it and kind of gave some advice and then people would sign up for more. What are some other great lead magnets? Cause to be honest, that's where I have struggled. Like I can do all the things I can give great advice to everybody else. But when it comes to my own stuff, it's really hard for me to come up with a good lead magnet. So when people in your group are saying like, Hey Liz, I, I know I need to have an email list. I know I need a lead magnet. Where do you point them? First of all, like what's the first thing that you, you teach them? Yeah. So, okay, friends, I'm going to pull out a prop. <laughs> so I like, to, I like to think of like my business as a university, right? So Liz Wilcox University. And one day I hope each and every one of you is walking across that stage and I'm handing you a diploma, right? And what is that degree in? It's make money with email. That's my big vision for you. I don't care about your podcast. I don't, you know, know anything about anything except email marketing and you're making money with it. That's all. That's my big vision. That's the degree I'm handing you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so think about your vision. What is it that you want for your potential clients, students, customers? And, you know, what is that degree you're going to hand them? Now, as far as the lead magnet goes, I want you to take it all the way back to the first day of class. What is it that they need to learn or what resource can you give them that's going to ensure that one day they're walking across the stage and you're giving them that degree? That's an excellent lead magnet. Um, you know, and then as far as format goes, just think about who your people are. I said that my uh, first lead magnet was a five day series. So kind of like an email course, right? right, right. But my ideal customer was a man in his 60s. Mm. A man in his 60s is likely at least halfway retired and his children are out of his home. Right. He's doing nothing but play on the internet all day. He <laughs> loves his email, right? right? And so that made sense for my student, right? 
Nowadays, my lead magnet is inside a Google Doc. It's an entire welcome sequence written for you, for you to just copy and paste and kind of zhuzh up, right? Mm -hmm. So I keep it in Google Docs because I know my ideal client or customer is you know, using Google Docs and is a either part-time or full-time entrepreneur. And the less barriers I can have for them, the more they're going to actually use it. So think about who your ideal person is, what vision, what degree are you handing them? And what is that perfect first day of class? Whether it's a lesson you're giving them or it's just a resource to help them get started. For example, you know, it might be a quick checklist. It mm -hmm. might be a meditation. It might be a playlist of your top three podcasts to get them going. Uh, it might be a Spotify playlist. If you work with stressed out moms, maybe it's just a, hey, let's just learn how to relax through music first. Here's mm -hmm. a playlist that I use while I'm cleaning uh, to make sure I don't rage at everyone uh, right. when the TV gets, when the TV turns off, right. right? And so think about your ideal person. Think about them walking across that stage and then take it back to the first day of class. That's your lead magnet. So let's do this because this is, once again, I love having the show because it's free consulting, right? So I have a course and you guys heard me talk about it before. And if you get my emails, you'll know it's on the bottom and uh, that I have been advertising. So it's Descript. It's a because I'm really passionate about getting people to repurpose their content because I think we give away so much stuff and then we don't repurpose it enough with all the algorithms, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so I've got this course. I'm dripping it out, right? So what kind of freebie should I use for this Descript course? Should it be like a glossary of terms maybe in Descript? Should it be a welcome sequence like that would finally upsell them at the end to the Descript course? What are your thoughts on like a good lead magnet for this? Because I have struggled with this, but I also, I have some ideas, but I want to know what your thoughts are with the, being the email yeah. maven you are. So as your ideal person who knows that I need to uh, repurpose content, but never does it because it feels like uh, just another thing on my right. to-do list and I'd rather go out and make money. <laughs> um, you know, I'd rather just write an email right. and, you know, make a quick hundred bucks or whatever. So for me, what would be helpful, like thinking about that first day of class is even just a quick maybe five minute video of you walking through the process of using Descript and how actually mm. simple it can be, or even not using Descript and how, you know, little tricks that you've found without using software or, you know, a third party platform right. on how to repurpose to show me just how simple it can be. So, uh, for example, you know, this podcast episode, you mm -hmm. might take it and, you know, make a five minute loom video or, well, you've got Ecamm, so you could just right. record it right. natively, right? right? And say, you know, hey, this is how I'm going to repurpose my podcast episode for A, B, and C. These are the tools I use, Descript, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and let me just show you how I actually do it in five minutes. And then you just show them a kind of over the shoulder look, because for me, that would help demystify. For me, it seems like, oh, my gosh, I have right. all this stuff. How am I even going to do this? I have no idea. Full disclosure, guys. And I need to go buy this course right after <laughs> this. Uh, wow. Uh, Jeff's really raking it in today. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> free consulting and a course uh, purchase. That's right. That's right. So. I had an interview with someone and they said, oh, I'm going to send you this interview so you can repurpose it yourself. And I thought, oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. So she sent it over and you want to know what I did with that? I archived the email immediately because I knew I wasn't going to do it right. because in my head, I know that it's just too hard. It's not a good uh, spend on my time right now. So something that shows that it doesn't take as long as you think it does or something that can, you know, move the needle a little bit to convince me that it is worth my time. So just as I figure out, um, as we talk about some of these workflows and, and thinking about it. So then if somebody downloads your RV checklist or my over the shoulder descript kind of walkthrough, do they then get on a sequence to get on? Like, is that how it usually works for you? Is that, okay, they can download the free 
the freebie, then you get them on kind of a, a email sequence. Like, okay, I'm going to give you my descript training in, in five days, like a little snippet of that. Or how do you usually like to do that after they get the, the freebie? Yeah. So I actually am super lazy and I like <laughs> to keep things really simple and the word funnel for me for years was really, really scary. And so I suggest only having a funnel, like Jeff is saying, like, you know, leading them into a course sale when you have a proven product. So Mm. if Jeff has been selling this course for a year, he's launched it a few times, he knows why people buy it and why they don't, then we can, you know, create a very specific lead magnet to, you know, funnel them into some uh, sales emails. But if it's a new product, if it's, you know, um, something that's not as proven, what I want you to do is have a regular welcome sense that goes off your personality, your vision and your values. And then just send weekly newsletters mm-hmm. where you're, you know, following up, you're staying top of mind, you're showing that you're invested in them by sharing tips and personal updates. And throughout those newsletters, you can sprinkle in the sales messages, you know, in a PS, don't forget, I have this course on Descript, um, you know, also you can have something called a super signature which is at the bottom, it's like the footer of your email. And it says, you know, PS, when you're ready, here are ways I can help you. Or, you know, here's how we can work together. And, you know, Jeff might say, you know, check out my podcast, Mm -hmm. check out my one-on-one services, check out my Descript course. So people buy when they're ready um, and it takes the pressure off of having to have a funnel that takes a long time to create um, and, you know, takes, a lot of, you know, looking at the metrics often to see if it's actually working. So this is why I love Liz is because she, she just kind of cuts through all the fluff and a lot of the, what the gurus are saying and like, this is what works. This is what you do it. Don't overthink it and just do it. So I, I kind of resonate with all that. And I know that my audience is too. So, um, uh, Facebook users, I don't know why it's not coming through. Since I love the degree in the first class metaphor and Yay. great idea for the Spotify playlist. And they're going to get on my email list. Well, that's awesome. Um, But there's a question. Any tips on how to get over the overwhelm of writing a creative email within the complex formatting style slash pages of email platforms? Uh, One, get on Liz's uh, plan that she has, her her monthly thing that's just amazing for $9. And she has a swipe file that's awesome. But go ahead. It's like maybe talk about like different platforms, like the, the formatting you have to do, like in ConvertKit if you want to. I think that's the question they're asking. Yeah. So I would say get over the overwhelm by disregarding all of that. <laughs> uh, I don't, you need a creative email. You just need an email uh, that clicks with your people. So I'm trying to find, so I can kind of visually show you if you're watching but you really just got to do a few different things. So in your emails, and I'll get to the formatting in a second. So in your emails, we are actually following an email staircase. Okay. So first we have a follower, then we have a friend, and then we have a customer. So I just lost your audio, Liz. But in general, like with our friends, we're just real people. So instead of trying to get creative, instead of trying to be interesting, here's what we can do when we're writing our emails instead. Number one, just show that you are invested. Show you're invested in them and show that you are invested in that vision for them. I want you to do X, Y, Z one day. Here's how I'm helping you, whether that's giving tips, whether it's giving encouragement, whether it's, you know, sharing the latest discount on, uh, you know, your Descript course because you know that's what they need to get to the next level, right? Show that you are invested and also show you're invested in your business. Yes, this works even if you are not B2B. Your consumers want to know that you are serious, you know, and I say it with love, but it's for all of us. 
We are a dime a dozen. I'm not the only email marketer out there. Uh, you're listening to this. You're not the only you out there. But when you can show you're invested in your business, hey, I bought a new laptop. I invested in this program called Ecamm, which allows me to do awesome stuff. I, you know, went to creator camp where I'm going to make better YouTube videos now, right? Showing that you are invested is going to help people invest back into you, okay? The second thing is just share in a relatable way. And I think what this user is asking about, like, how can we get creative? Like, that is so overwhelming, right? That is so like, oh my gosh, this person's email looks so good. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Ecamm's um, emails. They're mm -hmm. beautiful. Beautiful, right? Like I could never do that. <laughs> Two-step chick. If it takes more than three steps, I'm out. I can't format. I am not doing HTML, but I can be relatable. I can share in a relatable way. I'm not trying to be interesting. I'm just trying to be relatable. Something like, um, you know, hey, before the podcast, I walked my dog, you know, and I, I was late for sound check. You know, that's <laughs> relatable. That's not interesting. It's incredibly relatable. And hopefully that will help you uh, eliminate some of that overwhelm. And the third thing is just stay top of mind. And, you know, little hint here, when you do these first two things really, really well, staying top of mind actually becomes really simple because they know you're invested. So if you forget an email, you know, one week or it's been a couple weeks, um, you know, they'll still remember you because they know you're relatable. They know you share really good stuff and they know you're invested in them. So staying top of mind becomes really, really simple. And then as far as, you know, like the, the format of your email, if you're into a beautiful aesthetic, definitely, you know, look through, uh, the, the different emails that you mm -hmm. can send the templates. But if you're like me, I don't, I mean, Ecamm is making me look really good right now. But in general, like I just hit, I just hit st send on like a standard text only email. Maybe I'll add a GIF or a picture um, and that's it. I'm all about, you know, it's a newsletter, not a novel. So just get in, get on with it, you know, get to the point. So I think that is awesome. And by the way, Katie S. Katie, thank you so much for letting me know who it was. Uh, she she says, this is so fabulous. Love your training. So as I'm going through for you guys who are listening to this uh, on a, the podcast, make sure that you go check out Liz at LizWilcox.com. That's L-I-Z-W-I-L-C-O-X.com. I'm serious. It is the best $9 you will spend on your business ever. It's it, her swipe files, the her encouragement that she does in there, the training. Uh, it is so worth it. In fact, I mean, it's just a great model um, of what she's doing over there. So make sure you guys go check her out. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of this initial stages of list building. So let's say I've got like, um, for, for I'll just, this is what I have. So I have an email that goes out that pretty much just tells uh, on, it comes out on Friday morning, tells about the show. Liz, I know you're on there. You've given me feedback on it before. Um, is there a next step to that? Like I've got, you know, this is, it's a reminder email. It does what it's supposed to do. It gets people into the show or watching the replay. Should I do another email on Monday or in the middle of the week doing what you're saying now, which is building that, you know, a friendship, I guess is what I'm, you know, the, the relationship. So how would somebody in, in my kind of situation, has got like, you know, we've got the standard, we've been doing this newsletter for years, you know, but we want to take our email to the next step. What do we do? Yeah, you might add a second email or you could just add a little bit more to that reminder email. Even just expressing gratitude um, in your emails is a really great way to re-engage those subscribers um, and to keep them engaged uh, and to keep new people like intrigued. Mm -hmm. Just saying, you know, hey, this is a reminder. We're going live in 20 minutes. Uh, you know, see you there. P.S. You know, I'm so grateful you're on this email list. Really, thank you know, thanks for hanging out with me. I actually did that this morning. I've been doing this experiment with daily emails, and I sent out, you know, I've sent maybe like 20 emails in a row. And so today, I said, 
the very first thing was, you know, hey, thanks for opening this and reading it today. It means a lot to me. Anyway, dot, 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 here's what we want to talk about today. And it was, you know, whatever kind of email. And so even just adding a little bit of gratitude, at least, you know, like once a month, hey, thanks for opening this. Here's what I, here's what I need to say uh, today. You know, here's, here's the show. Here's mm-hmm. when it is. Here's where it is you know, starts in 20 minutes, peace out, right? (laughs) Just keeping it really, just keeping it really simple. Again, it's a newsletter, not a novel. So I don't want you to, you know, freak out like, oh, how do I show I'm invested? A simple like little piece of gratitude shows you're invested. Hey, thanks for reading this today. Or saying, you know, oh my gosh, this, you know, this email is really quick because Again, I'm late for sound check. You know, you know me. Uh, uh, you know, but I, I didn't want you to miss out on uh, this live event. So check it out here. So you could add a first email that goes more into depth, especially if you're in my membership. I write that email basically for you. Um, but I think in those uh, live reminders, just having a little bit of gratitude, showing a little bit of personality, maybe a little quick one or two sentence update about how your morning is going. Hey, thinking about you this morning as I was, you know, washing my beard <laughs> or whatever, right? right, right. Um, and, you know, like, ha ha ha. Anyway, you know the drill. Uh, Friday is here. We're going live, you know, click here for YouTube, click here for Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, would love to see you there. You know, every, you know, every little live face I see means a lot to me. Peace out. Mm. I think that would really, really, uh, boost things for you long-term. Cool. So let's talk about, cause I, cause that, that, those are all great ideas. And I was even thinking like even more because I have such a great community like Katie was here and Jim was here and um, even maybe taking it and highlighting maybe a member in my emails to, cause I've actually brought in like Gary has been on the show before. And that was, I think that was really cool to bring in my community and kind of elevate them, you know, to, to my other to inside of the community. So I think that might be something I want to try as an email thing. What are you going to say? About I, that? I love that idea. I always, always highlight your community. It shows those people that maybe are new to your community um, or found you in a you know roundabout way that you even have a community and mm-hmm. that it's engaged. Another great way to increase you know clickovers to your channels is to say you know a PS. I love a PS. I love a good PS. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, <laughs> you know, PS. Uh, last week we talked about email marketing with Liz. Uh, she told me to do X, Y, Z. You know, I did X and Y already, and I've seen this result. I, you know, I love my guests, and you know, I can't wait for you to check out this week's too. Mm. You know click over here and then you link out, uh, you could link two things there. You could link, you know, Liz Wilcox's episode and you could link today's episode and, you know, people variety is the spice of life. So now you're giving them options and, uh, you know, they can click on whichever one interests them the most. That's a great idea. Now I have to do it because she said to do it. Dang it. Now I got I'm like, work. yeah, write that I down. Homework. I need to, that's homework. Um, I, so, yeah, so, that's a good one. So, um, Let's talk, you know, you know, when you start email marketing, you start, when you start researching it, you get into like, okay, you need to segment your list. What are your thoughts on segmentation? When do we need to do it? Do we need to do it with those first hundred? Do we need to segment them like the first hundred to something? Or I know you like to keep things simple. So what are your thoughts on segmenting your email list? Segmenting your email list is a 2.0 strategy. If okay. you're not emailing in the first place, why are you worrying about segmentation, right? (laughs) So (laughs) we've got to have people on our list to segment. So I always say like, yes, segmentation works. If I owned a shoe store and I had a big email list and I could segment my list and sell, uh, you know, send flip-flop sales to people in Florida in December, And, you know, the people over in Iowa, I'm going to send boots, uh, (laughs) emails about boots, right? Right. That's what segmentation is, right? And it works so, so well. But it doesn't work well if it stunts you from emailing in the first place. So if you are, you know, 
even if you're emailing on a regular basis, but you're not selling on a regular basis, segmentation is not for you yet. What I want you to do is focus on getting people to click, getting people over to you know your content channels, if that's uh, one of your goals. I want you to focus on getting people to reply so you know who is on your list versus just guessing who is on your list. Um, and once you can feel, I know this kind of sounds woo-woo, but you'll get it when you get it. Once you can start to feel connected to your email list, like I'm sending out an email, this appears to be working, I'm getting traffic, I'm getting a reply or two here and there, people are clicking, they seem to be responding well, then you wanna say, okay, I know I have one ideal customer, but really I know they're at different stages. So let me segment. For example, with the RV travel blog, after a few years, I started asking people, you know, do you already own your RV? Are you still looking? Are you full-time? Are you part-time? You know what? And that's when I started segmenting that list. But it wasn't until three years later and I was already making, you know, like I was making real money. I was launching courses. I was having uh, products. You know, it wasn't a six-figure business like I have now, but in the RV industry as a blogger, it felt awesome. I was building traffic to get, you know, ad uh, revenue from that. I was selling my courses. I felt really, really connected. And that's when I started segmenting uh, to scale it even further. Um, yeah, so you, this, I mean, segmentation it, is a 2.0 strategy. Gotcha. So let's talk about something that happens like right from the get-go. And I wanted to talk about um, one you know, you'll so you'll notice that people will quit engaging with your email. So I want to talk to you about like a re-engagement kind of strategy. And second, how do you deal when they unsubscribe? Like when you're first getting started with those first hundred, when it's like you get the hundred and it goes back down to 98 to 96, 95, <laughs> how do you handle those kind of things? One, you know, the people who unsubscribe and then the ones that you need to re-engage with before that happens. Right. So let's talk about unsubscribes really quick. Email is so emotional. Like Jeff said, you worked really hard for those hundred people. Right. I said, you know, my first hundred people, you know, I was up late at night while the toddler was sleeping, trying to find these people. And yet when they started unsubscribing, it, it hurt my little heart. <laughs> it really did. And I know email feels emotional. Number one, a lot of email marketers try to complicate it. Um, and so it already feels slightly frustrating on top of like, I poured my heart and soul into this email and now you're telling me it's not good enough and you no longer want to hear from me. Like, okay, ouch, that sucks, right? right and we right. can see exactly who it is. Like, Mima, right. you really, Mima, what did I say? Why did you unsubscribe? I, right. Like, you know, this sucks. And so I understand why it feels emotional, but I want you to understand that email marketing is consent-based. So I opt in to hear more from Jeff. You opt in to hear more from me, right? I consented to that. And we all like to live in a world where we own our consent, right? Mm -hmm. And so unsubscribe is just somebody saying, you know what, actually I got on this bus. I thought this was the direction I was going. You know, I thought I wanted to earn that degree, but really I'm not that serious about it or I'm gonna go in a different direction. Right. And we should let them off the bus, right? So just think of it as like, if we're, if we're sticking with that, you know, university and degree analogy, the unsubscribe is just them changing majors. Mm, and there's nothing good. wrong with changing majors, right? right? And so think of it like that. Hopefully that helps you be a little less emotional about it. And just know with every email that you write, you are leaning further into the business you want to be, you know, the way you want to represent yourself, right? We're going to get better with practice. So with every email, you should feel like stronger about your brand. Like, yep, that email felt really good to send. You know, that I said exactly what I wanted to say. I gave the tip I wanted to, you know, I wanted to remind people because I need traffic, you know, whatever this objective was for that. And this feels good. So those unsubscribes, it's like, well, I did the thing I wanted to do. And if they want to change their major, if they want to get off the bus, that's okay. Mm. That is good stuff. So let's talk about re-engagement. How do you, right. before we get into that 
you know, when they leave, we want to do our best to keep them reading our stuff. So when you start noticing like, okay, these, do you, here's a great one. Like I know it's going to convert kit. You can resend to people who did not open. Do you use that feature or is that like, no, no, no? don't use it. Okay. I don't know why I don't know why email service providers tell us to resend to unopens. I actually have a blog post about this uh, that I'll give Jeff so he can put it in the show notes. Um, What it actually does is like, okay, you get a say convert kit or whatever tells you, hey, you've got a 30 percent open rate. Do you want to resend? And you hit that resend button and then you get a 20 percent open rate. Right. And suddenly convert kit shows you that you have a 50 percent open rate. But here's what actually happened. I like to think of, you know, the Internet as like the Internet gods. Mm -hmm. So when you sent out that 30 percent, that initial email and you got 30 percent, you told the or the Internet gods were um, informed that 70 percent of your people did not care about that email. Right. So Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, that's 70 percent red flags. Right. And then you sent almost Maybe you, you know, you change the language a little bit, you change the subject line and you send it out again. It got a 20% open rate. Now you're telling the internet gods that I'm going to send the same email and now only are, and now not 70% are throwing up red flags. Now 80% are throwing up Mm -hmm. red flags and it was the same content. So that red flag is a little deeper shade of red than the initial one, right? And so what you've done, you don't actually have a 50% open rate on that email. I mean, I guess literally 50% of people (laughs) opened it, but technically you sent out two emails that were the same and the second one did worse than the first, which signals to the internet gods that you don't care about your subscribers. You just want to send emails and that is not a good look for uh, you, babe. Uh, that is, that is really good to know. Thank you for it that. It is it. so good to know. Spread the word, make it a sound bite. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm what, here for the gospel. That's right. Liz will preach it. And once again, make sure you guys go sign up for her, her, her uh, subscription. It's amazing for $9 a month. You get all this advice and more. So let's, so, okay. Don't resend to unopens. So how do we in, re-engage those people who may have like, you know, they may have thrown it in the, you know, a spam bot or, you know, sane box or whatever they're doing. How do we re-engage those people who aren't opening? Yeah. So number one, sometimes you might not be able to re-engage them and you have to be okay with letting them go. Right. I know email is emotional. I've said right. it before. I've said it again. It might feel very like cringy to, you know, unsubscribe them yourself to remove them from your email list because you worked so hard on list building in the first place. But again, those internet gods are out there and they are throwing up flags left and right. And we want as many green flags as possible, right? So what we want to do is within your email service provider, you should have a way of looking at those people who haven't opened. Different email service providers identify them as like cold or unengaged um, and they have different criteria. So you might want to ask them should be in their help or their support um, really easily. But usually it's like anywhere from 30 to 90 days this person hasn't opened an email, they're not engaging. And so what you can do is send something called a cold scrub sequence. Mm -hmm. So it's just a sequence of emails um, that, you know, try to re-engage them. And you want to have some fun or uh, stand out subject lines in those so they actually see them. Mm -hmm. And what I recommend is like three or four emails but send them quicker than your regular frequency. So if you email once a week, maybe send these out every other day so that your name is popping up in their inbox more. And so, you know, they're they're more apt to open it. Oh, why does Liz keep emailing me? Usually I only have to <laughs> right. usually I only have to ignore that once a week. <laughs> right. Like what's going on, right? Or mm-hmm. they check their spam folder and they see you in there, they recognize your name. Maybe they don't remember who you are, but they they recognize the brand or the name. And so they open it because they see a few different uh, emails in their inbox. So send it a little more uh, frequently. 
And within those emails, just remind them of who you are and ask them if they want to remain on your email list. You know, hey, Liz here, that email lady, um, maybe put a picture of your brand or your face, whatever you think they're gonna recognize. Um, you know, I have little GIFs that I put in and, you know, do you wanna stay on this email list? Are you still looking for tips on email marketing, right? So make be explicit about what you teach or what you share, what you do ask them if they still want to be a part of it and get them to click a button that says yes. And then they'll, they'll be removed from that cold subscriber because they're not cold anymore. Gotcha. You know, they've since engaged. Right. And so send out a few emails like that. And maybe one of the last ones you can actually, um, you know, teach them something like, Hey, here's my number one tip. I notice, and you can even say like, I've noticed you aren't opening my emails. And, um, you know, by the end of the week, I'm going to remove all the emails that no one's opening because, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be annoying in your inbox, mm -hmm. but like, I, I'd want to leave you with these parting words or whatever. And then you give your number one tip or you right. share your favorite podcast or whatever. Right. And then you can say like, if you still want to be on the list, if you like this tip and you want more, I'd love for you to continue to be on the list. Click that button. Right. And so then I want you to go for a walk, you know, do whatever you <laughs> do, whatever you do to right. calm yourself down. <laughs> right. And then, you know, after a few days, like give, give it a few days for people to open those emails and then yes, remove them. Now you can download, you can export uh, that, what is it, a CSV? Uh -huh. And you can later run ads uh, to those people or maybe you add them back for Black Friday, but we don't wanna be emailing them every single week, especially if you're paying for the amount of subscribers right. on your email list, you wanna get them out of there, right? This so, you know, just, <laughs> right, exactly. So export that file, save it for a rainy day if and when um, you want to add them back or run ads to them. Uh, those, those That's gonna be a great resource. So not all is lost, my friend. So the one question I had, and I don't know with the can spam act and all that stuff, if you remove somebody from their list and if they sign up again, like they say, for some reason they go, oh, Jeff had, you know, I, I run some sort of thing online and they see me again and they try to subscribe. Will it let them subscribe or are they gone forever? If you delete them from your email service provider, they will then be able to resubscribe okay. themselves. Okay. Just want to make sure. Cause that, that always made me nervous in the, in the past when I was looking at that. So um, let's talk really quick. We only have a few minutes left, but this is a oh, thing. Wow. Every, I know it's been, it's so fun. I, I could talk about this stuff all the time. Y'all, this uh, is a master class. Like <laughs> Jeff, I don't know if you got a tip jar, but you should put it up. Cause we should. are dropping bombs here. This is really good stuff. So um, one of the questions I know a lot of people, they want to monetize like right away. Like, Hey, I got a hundred email subscribers. I want them all to send me a hundred dollars or whatever, you know, Amen. Um, yes. I like those people. So how soon should an online entrepreneur consider the monetization of their email list? Like, is it as soon as you, you know, you get a hundred, you should say, Hey, I'm going to have got a course, come sign up. What are your thoughts on how soon somebody should monetize? Yeah, so remember we're following that email staircase, follower, friend, mm -hmm. customer, right? And so we want to first understand that not all 100 subscribers are gonna give us those that 100 bucks, right? People buy when they are ready, not when you're selling something. For example, my sister and I have very different buying behavior when it comes to gas for our cars. I get gas all the time, like every other day. I drive a big truck. I right. never want to be that girl on the side of the road with, you know, a giant right. Bronco. And it's like, right. come get me. I don't have any gas. And so for me, I get gas, you know, at least twice a week. My sister is the very opposite type of buyer. She is pushing it to the limit. She's like, you know, the Kramer in that one Seinfeld That's episode right. where they're like, let's take it to the limit. You know, right. she's like, you know, she's, she's getting right. her kicks off that, right? But the gas station is always open, right? There's a gas station, there's a 7-Eleven right on the corner of my house. We both drive by it. We live in the same neighborhood. I purchase much more frequently than she does, but that 7-Eleven is always open. Mm -hmm. So think of your email list, think of your offers as that 7-Eleven and know that your subscribers, they might be like Liz or they might be like Patricia, right? So we do want to offer up 
something at the very beginning because some people might be like Liz and say, yep, I'm actively searching for this. I need the solution right now. I've got the money. You know, Jeff is the one. I'm ready to start uh, repurposing my content and getting my tech together, right? Mm -hmm. And so we want to have maybe something like a tripwire, you know, so when I joined Jeff's list, instead of him saying, oh, thank you, check your email, he's actually sending me to like a one-time limited offer sales page. That's a tripwire, right? Right. So before I even check the email for the freebie. And that kind of flips the switch. And I know a lot of you might be content creators. So as content creators, especially a lot of times the expectation is, well, you make money from YouTube and like ads. And so I'm not going to give you any money. So when you get them on your email list and you send them straight to a sales page, it flips that switch. It changes that expectation. So people, you know, they're like, oh, that, you know, Jeff is a real business business. with real solutions, right? Instead of, oh, this is just another freebie I downloaded. And so then inside the welcome sequence itself, which you can go directly to LizWilcox.com and get a free one that's already built for this, uh, you know, you want to see that, again, you are a business. You want to say, you know, maybe in the PS of the first email, PS, did you get that tripwire offer? I'm going to offer it to you one more time in this email. Boom. Right. And then maybe a couple days later, you want to set expectations. I know I've been on Jeff's show before, and I think we talked a lot more about this in that previous episode. Uh, But you want to set the expectations of like, hey, I'm a business. I'm going to offer you free and paid resources, free and paid products, free and paid services, whatever is true Mm -hmm. for you. And then list them. Mm -hmm. Are a lot of people going to buy from that email? Absolutely not. But are a lot of people going to know you're a real business with real solutions? Absolutely. And then within your emails, within your newsletters, like we talked about maybe 20 minutes ago, you know, be seeding those offers. Put it in a PS. Write a one-off sales email. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about my Descript course today. Here's what you need to know if you haven't gotten in yet. Okay, you know, this isn't going to be a sequence. I just wanted to put it out there in case, you know, in case this is, you know, what you need. Right. And so just be, you know, sprinkling those offers, just be showing them off. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is how you're going to build a list of customers. This is how I do it. I just looked at my uh, customer percentage last week. It's at 54%. I have over 10,000 people on my email list. That means at least 5,400 of them have purchased something from me. That's so, awesome. That is awesome. Uh, again, not so, not so humble brag, guys. Right. Like, but I, she knows what I she's always, talking about. Yeah. And I only say it because I believe in email so much and I believe in you and your ability to make money with it. And so like for me, my personal definition of success is to be an example of what's possible. That's why I come on and I've been, you know, giving this sort of masterclass for a whole hour because I want you to actually go out and do the thing and believe that it's possible. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. And Liz, I mean, she does it. one of the things. And what I think the, one of the things that really, I really loved about Liz's content when I first met her is I love her humor. Like she will say like, Hey, this is not a sequence. Like that kind of stuff I think is very disarming for people. And I mean, I think humor disarms people anyway, that, you know, they know that you're a real person and you have a real business, but Hey, we can have fun in life as well. So um, you got some people stopping in. Marcus is saying, hey, Liz, watching over on YouTube. And Neil is uh, over there as well. Uh, thank you guys for stopping in over at YouTube. So uh, last question. We're running out of time. Like this has been a masterclass and Liz is amazing. Um, what is your like your favorite tool for scaling and growing your email list? Like the actual tool that you use that you re- recommend to your students? Yeah, I mean, personally, I use ConvertKit, Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite tool is the one that works for your brain. So set a timer, go to YouTube, look up ConvertKit, maybe MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, MailerLite, watch some over-the-shoulder videos, um, and just pick the one that works for your brain and your budget. That's my favorite one. That's great. That's great advice. And Jennifer says, thanks so much, Liz. Awesome, as always. Yes, she is. Liz, I tell you what, it's been an amazing show. Let people know where to find you, the stuff you've got. You mentioned it throughout the show, but I want to make sure you have everybody knows who's listening and watching where they can find the amazing Liz Wilcox. 
Yeah, of course, I'm an email marketer. I would love for you to join my list. You can get that welcome sequence I talked about along with three newsletter samples from the membership and 52 subject lines all for free at lizwilcox.com. There's a hot pink button on the right side. You cannot miss it. And of course, if you'd like to join the membership, I hope Jeff has an affiliate link that he can put uh, in the show notes. And if not, you can go directly to lizwilcox.com. There's a yellow stripe at the top and it says, are you here because you heard about email marketing membership click that button you'll get all the details i'd love for you to try it out nine bucks cancel anytime uh why not try it out and it is amazing there's so much great content in there and listen you probably spend more on coffee a month than you would on this this membership and it's it could grow your business so so much so make sure to go to lizwilcox.com and check her out and once again i want a big big shout out to our friends over at ecam that makes this show possible uh you can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com amazing tech amazing people amazing community and they do email uh very very well very very well too so with that we thank liz for showing up thank all you guys for showing up uh marcus katie uh jim all the gary all the people who stopped by today this has been an amazing show let liz uh, know in the comments how much you appreciated her because once again this was a master class it was so much fun i love this show thank you guys for joining us and we will see you guys next week bye everybody social media news live